Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, December 17th, 2021. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, um, Matt. this will be kind of our last full Today on Broadway before yeah. the holidays and maybe Weird. for the rest of the year. We'll still have Today on Broadway's, but yeah. because... Tiny ones. Yeah, we'll have short Today on Broadway's with some other content on the back half because generally things shut down around the holidays in terms of <laughs> Broadway news. Yeah, yeah, different kind of shutdowns here <laughs> coming up. But generally, there's just not a ton of news because everybody yeah. goes to their houses in, you know, South Beach or whatever. Um, so we're going to talk up we're going to do it today on broadway any news that comes up we will obviously be talking about um especially next week but we will have content already planned much of it already recorded for yeah, the rest of the year but this so will be our stuff yeah this will be our final like legit today on broadway so i did want to mention oh. um some of the things that we have coming up of course you can get all of these episodes first in your patreon feed at patreon.com slash broadway radio um we are going to have um discussions about multiple things both theatrical you know, directly and theatrically tangential. Mm -hmm. um, you and Grace talked about Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah. Um, so we'll have that as an episode. We're going to talk about West Side Story. Grace and I talked about mm -hmm. some of our favorite holiday entertainments. Um, Jennifer McHugh and I are going to have a couple, um, some like a pop episodes. There will be multiple interviews, some from me, some from Grace. Um, the three of us did our kind of year-end recap yeah. for 2022 and then our look at our, our year and recap for 2021 and then our look ahead for 2022 yeah, some predictions so, that happened that uh at least one is already outdated probably from when we recorded maybe based on flying over sunset reviews maybe oh yeah yeah that's a bad show it's uh, it's 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 a creative show about that see i think that was the problem it wasn't creative enough i think uh, it sounds maybe. like it was boring as hell they needed to cut it down to 90 minutes is what i yeah. heard yeah and add some more lsd so if you oh. want to hear any of those episodes, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. My Uzo Aduba Tell Me More will be coming out today, later Ooh, today. Yes. So make sure that you are subscribed so you can hear that before anybody else. All right. Let's do it, Ashley. Oh, this has been, been the theme of the week, and it is quickly coming to a head because there are nearly half a dozen Broadway shows that have announced cancellations of either individual performances or, in one case, an entire week of performances. I heard from a source that the Broadway League had an emergency meeting on Thursday afternoon into evening to discuss mm. what to do about the rising cases of COVID-19 happening not only in Broadway theaters, both backstage and presumably uh, in the audience as well, but across New York City and across the country as well. We do not know exactly what the results of that Broadway League meeting were, if I had to guess. I would say probably requiring the booster by sometime in Definitely. January yeah. to be considered fully vaccinated and able to be in a show, to work which, on a show, or to come Met into the audience. Which the Met has already done. Or yeah, at least, Grace and at I least talked about them. that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, that is very much what I would expect to be the first thing. Is it going to be the only thing? I, I don't know. It's the Broadway League, so your guess tell. is as good as mine. But I would exactly. certainly think that there will be things happening um, and announced fairly soon that I would imagine that they aren't going to wait 
they're not going to be like, this will take, you know, take effect in March. This is going to take effect probably, I'd imagine, the first <laughs> week of January. You would so, think the Broadway League would be announcing things that wouldn't take effect till at least March. Um, but or no, or they, next September. Or next September or never. Um, but no, we, they got to get on it. But yeah. Yeah. So let's start with these cancellations. I'm just going to run through them pretty quickly because... Uh, why beat a dead horse or a dead show at this point? But the biggest one is the fact that Mrs. Doubtfire announced that not only were they canceling Thursday night's performance, but they'd already previously canceled the performances on the 12th, 14th, and 15th. But now they are saying that they are going to take a hiatus and they are expected to resume next Tuesday, the 21st of December. Um, they have had... Multiple breakthrough cases, of course, everybody is fully vaccinated, but it looks like they are Mm -hmm. going to be down for a while. Hamilton also announced that they were canceling not only um, Thursday night's performance, but also uh, Friday's performances as well. They had already canceled Wednesday's evening performance due to positive test results um, uh, uh, among their, their cast. And I'm sorry, I'm getting messages now. It looks like Yet another show uh, has announced cancellation for tonight, and that is Moulin Rouge just canceled while the audience was in the theater and actors were on stage. Actors were on stage. Isn't that technically what what, was that? What happened when we actually had the shutdown? Like people were already in the theater when it was Moulin Rouge. Yeah, Yeah, it was Moulin Rouge. (laughs) So um, I just got those messages. Four messages, and let me tell you, if you're somebody who writes. A sentence, send, sentence, send, sentence, send, sentence, send. I hate hate you. you. I absolutely despise despise you. Paragraphs are a friend. I don't need to hear bing, 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 and it all be from one person. I was just about to yell at you to turn off your notifications, too, because I could hear them. Uh, It was my watch. It was my watch. I had them off on my phone. Yeah. So anyway, so we have Mrs. Doubtfire. (sighs) We have Hamilton. We have Moulin Rouge. Tina, um, MJ, and Jagged Little Pill all also canceled their Thursday night performances. Um, and this is, of course, in addition to like the dozen shows in London that canceled that we knew about yeah. for, for Wednesday. I, you know, mm-hmm. Ashley, I, exactly. I, I don't know. We've talked about this all week. Grace and I, um, got into it quite a bit yesterday and, and I had a friend yeah, who listened Grace to the show text me. Yeah. Yeah. The day before, um, I had a friend text me and said, you, you you seemed pretty down on the show today. I was like, well, yeah. What, what do you expect? I, I imagine I wouldn't. I don't think they're going to close anything between now and the end of the year because they want to make sure that they can yep. get as much you know revenue as they can. But I'm not predicting this. Um, but I would not be surprised if we see some sort of shutdown in January and February. I, I mean, at, at yeah. this point, they're going to lose a ton of money probably anyway. So are they losing less if they have no performances? I don't know. Um, I hope mm-hmm. that doesn't happen um, because I, I think that that yeah. is not a death nail, but it certainly is a huge hindrance to the, to the future prospects of Broadway if they have to shut down again. I hope that's not the case, but we, I, Grace and I talked about this yesterday, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire closes for a week. Mm-hmm. The, the New York Times says that it's, you know, anywhere from $100,000 to $150,000 a performance that is a loss in, in, in revenue and in profit. If right. a show is closed for a week, that can kill a show. Right. Um, and as and, we said in our group texts earlier, yeah. like for some shows, maybe not this show, but for some shows, that would absolutely kill it. 
Yeah, Kevin McCollum's the lead producer on Mrs. Doubtfire. He's fine. He's got plenty of money. He's got plenty of investors yeah. who can pump money into this show if they think it'll be a hit when there are tourists and people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. But other shows um, that are already struggling and will struggle even more in the new year, like it almost makes you wonder if they might just either individual shows close when they normally would have suffered through the winter months or if there will be right. some sort of action to shut down Broadway altogether. I hope that's not the case. That would be yeah. devastating. But I, it can't keep up like this. You know, the nice thing about what we've seen so far with the Omicron variant is that if people are vaccinated, the uh, the symptoms aren't bad. Like, you, the symptoms are very minimal. But, but of course, wood. you can still spread it. Knock on wood, of course. Um, but you can still spread it. And the problem then goes to people who are not vaccinated. And then those sure. people can, can spread it much more easily. And then even if somebody in a company is vaccinated, the more people that are not vaccinated that are spreading it can still pass it off to other people. So um, not a good and situation. And still a variety of symptoms, even though they yeah. aren't major symptoms, even if you are double vaccinated and boosted and everybody else around you in a theater is like you, one person's symptoms are still going to be different than the person's next to them. And therefore, Absolutely. like you could have someone who's immunocompromised going to a show and their symptoms are going to be much more severe than the person who might not be immunocompromised next to them. Like just because we have rules right now where everyone needs to be vaccinated and masked when they're in the theater doesn't mean that this is like, a, you know, everyone's safe and can do whatever they want. And it, like yeah. everyone's life outside of the theater is so different uh, and different people are t- taking different risk factors here that this is a dangerous situation right now. I just, before we started recording, saw that there were 18,000 new cases today on Thursday Ooh. in the state today. Like in the state that of New York? Is, in the state of New York. And that is getting close to like the record number for, you know, number of new cases in the state. We are <laughs> nearly two years into this pandemic at this point. Um, yeah. and, and we're about to set new records. Like this is, this is the situation we're in right now. It's anecdotal, but mostly everyone I know is tested positive this week and people who haven't been testing positive. Like we're in a new wave right now. And I'm going to be really curious to see what the Broadway league meeting, um, <laughs> kind of confirms because that is the thing that we have to look at right now is if, shutting down in the holiday weeks when theoretically people are coming to the city is going to be worse than shutting down after. And theoretically being, one, people, tourists aren't really coming out for shows right now. We're not really getting those numbers yet. Um, And who knows if they're going to be. And also, are people going to be afraid to come to New York again in general because of all the numbers that are happening right now? Like, it's it's a really difficult situation to be in, obviously, and uh, we have to put everyone's safety first. Broadway is also going to be looking at the business end of that and what that's going to mean for them coming up. It's it's hard. I don't expect a full shutdown, certainly not like we had before, but I think you're right. I don't think it will come until like January 1st. I think they're going to try and get through the next couple of weeks, which I don't know if that's wise or not personally. If, you know, I would I, the way that shows are shutting down right now and like in Mrs. Doubtfire's case taking a week long hiatus, like I don't know that it makes sense for people to sustain this and having people keep coming to the theater, having actors and crew members and everybody else keep coming to the theater, having audience members keep coming to the theater, because that just amplifies the risk factors even more just by the way of traveling to the theater. Yeah, it's it's a bad situation all around. So. Yeah. 
All right, let's talk about some good situations. Um, and the, Love we're going to start. Situation. Okay, all right, uh, I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, let's let's start with the very interesting casting that has uh, been announced over at the Al Hirschfeld Theater. The great and the good Danny Burstein will be leaving the Broadway production of Moulin Rouge on January sixteenth. Of course, he won the Tony for that. He will he be did. replaced by. I think somebody who is absolutely perfect casting to take over the role of Harold Zidler. Mm-hmm. And that is actually somebody that you and I saw in the very first show we ever saw together. Yeah. Um, Eric Anderson, who sure. just recently finished up his run in Waitress. We saw him as like the narrator, happy guy, I think was his character name in I Pretty think Woman. So. Yeah. Um, he is so much fun and so good in everything. And he's already kind of got the mustache. I was just about to say, he's a spit of Danny in the photo that was going around today. Yeah. So, um, uh, so he will be taking over beginning on January 18th. I think that is perfect. Perfect casting uh, for that role. So uh, that'll be fun. The other news that we got, um, uh, looking forward to the spring, if there is stuff in the spring, the previously announced Broadway revival of the Scottish play Macbeth, um, starring Daniel Craig and Ruth Nega, has changed venues. It had previously been announced to be happening at the Lyceum Theater, but now that Diana has uh, scheduled an end to its run uh, this coming Sunday, Macbeth will be moving into the Long Acre as well. Mm-hmm. I imagine that there will be quite a few um, uh, shows trying to grab the Lyceum now, um, as that is yeah. always a, a fairly interesting house. The one that obviously first comes to mind is Sing Street, because that is where it was originally announced yeah, to be playing. That's we what don't I thought, know. too. It just currently doesn't have a home. Yeah, and Sing Street, we don't, we have heard nary a word from them in a long time so so we will see what happens um yeah the last thing they really said is that they were you know they expected to be in the spring and they were waiting for the waiting for a house and you know the lyceum has like 900 seats 922 seats long acres it is a great size it's great size for uh sing street it would be Mm -hmm. a great size for Macbeth as well but you're going up to 1091 at the long acre so yeah and you've got two stars like that you want as many seats as you can exactly Yeah, so if you had tickets um, for the Lyceum production, you will be assigned comparable, if not identical, seats at the Long Acre. And something I did not realize until I'm looking at this press release. Do you know who is the lead producer on this Macbeth revival? I do not recall. I've read it once and I cannot remember. It is Barbara Broccoli. Do you know who she is? <gasps> oh, the, yeah. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> I, Bar- I, again, I know the name, but Barbara why is Broccoli, it coming to me? She is the person who runs the James Bond franchises. Yeah, like she owns okay, the okay. right. The, she owns the film rights to the James Bond franchise. Daniel Craig, of course, has played James Bond for for years, and he just uh, his his last film is 007, just came it's out. Tr- so it's true. So she is behind yeah. it. Then, of course, the Schubert organization, Michael G. Wilson and Frederick Zollo, um, are producing. Sam Gold is directing. Nice. So, Ashley, real quick, let's talk about our sponsor for this week, Today Ticks. Um, if you are trying to come into the to the theater district this holiday season, there is no better way for you to get tickets than Today Ticks. Whether you're trying to get things ahead of time, whether you're trying to get things at the last minute, there is no better place for you to get great tickets at amazing prices, no matter what your price range is or what your schedule is. Today Ticks is the best option no matter what your theater going needs are. Yeah, it's the easiest option too. With the Today Ticks app, you can 
check out in 30 seconds and get your tickets with ease. Guess who was looking at tickets just earlier on Thursday for Carolina Change and also like three other shows? Spoiler alert, it was me. I'm on Today Ticks all the time and you should be as well. Yeah, you can book your tickets months in advance or even the day of if you're feeling a little feisty, a little little spontaneous there. Yeah, you got to love that. What's great about Today Takes is that they have so many different options about how you can get tickets. You can get the exclusive pre-sales that they go on before they open up to the public. They have limited time offers. They have special deals. They have lotteries. They have rushes. They have day of discounted tickets as well. And what's even better is, is even if you aren't in New York or even London's West End, Today Takes very well might have tickets in your city as well. They've got tickets in Chicago, L.A., Washington, D.C., San Francisco, Sydney, Australia, Hot and many, many more. in your area. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you said, if you are coming to New York or wherever during the holiday season, Today Ticks is there for you. It is the best gift for yourself and for anyone else. So see the show you've always wanted to see or discover something new that you'll love just as much for even less this holiday season. Go to todaytix.com slash Broadway and then use promo code Broadway to get $10 off your first Today Ticks purchase. That's promo code Broadway at todaytix.com. T-I-X dot com slash Broadway for an additional $10 off your first ticket purchase. One more time, just in case you need to write it down, that's todaytix.com slash Broadway. All right, Ashley, real quick, I am going to shout out um, our friend and sometimes colleague, Jennifer McHugh. She Ooh, has her, her latest article up on Collider.com, in which she goes nice. through the seven live-action movie musicals of 2021 and ranks them. So I'm going to tell you what these movies are, and then I want okay. you to rank them, and we'll compare them to what Jen said. So in no particular order, we have Annette, Everybody's Talking About Jamie, West Side Story, Cinderella, Dear Evan Hansen, In the Heights, and uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. So real quick, Ooh, I'm putting okay. you on the spot. What would be your seventh place one out of I'd, those? I think I know. I Well, Dear Evan Hansen. I didn't see a net, though, so I can't do anything with that. Um, okay. I feel like – and I didn't see West Side Story, but I mean, let's be realistic. We all know that's going to be amazing and slash mm. is amazing. Yeah. And uh, did you see it? Uh, I, wait, I you did. just see it. I saw Ooh, it. Ooh, I can't mm. wait for our conversation on Sunday. Mm. Gonna be fun. Yeah. All right. So you didn't see West Side Story yet. You haven't seen Annette. So let's take those out. So what's your number five? Um, probably Jamie. Then, um, if I'm no, not that's forgetting, your, th- that's your that's above. Cinderella and Dear Evan Hansen? Oh, God. Cinderella is after... Dear Evan Hansen is the worst. Okay, so that's number five is Dear Evan Hansen, then Cinderella. Cinderella, yeah. Okay, so then we've got In the Heights. um, Actually, that's tough. Cinderella and Dear Evan Hansen are pretty equally terrible in different ways. Yeah. I mean, Cinderella... <laughs> that's 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 a tricky one. That's really tricky. All right, I'll, we'll, I'll we'll put move that on. pretty we'll much tie. on the same page. Yeah, I'll put it, put those pretty much on the same page. Um, okay. So what's left? Jamie in the Heights and Tick Tick Boom in the Heights and Tick Tick Boom. Yeah, in that order, three, two, one. Jamie, Jamie in the Heights, Tick Tick Boom. boom. Okay. Of, of what I've seen, which has yeah, not yeah, been West Side right, Story or not. 
Yeah, um, Jen had Cinderella 7th, Dear Evan Hansen 6th, Annette 5th, then she had In the Heights 4th, which hurt my heart. Uh, hmm. Everybody's talking about Jamie, West Side Story, and Tick, Tick, Boom. So, okay. fairly similar removing yeah. yours. But. I, Tick, Tick, Boom, I just thought was exceptionally good. Yeah. Um, in the Heights, unfortunately, suffered from the fact that it came out in the summer, even though it's obviously it's a such summer a movie. summer movie. But yeah, as we've talked about on the show before, or maybe on the bonus episode, I can't remember, like it's kind of gotten washed away in the Tick, Tick, Boom, West Side Story Cyrano of it all. And we're not really having the conversation about it as much, but it's a great, great movie. So I good. saw it. I saw it twice. I'll see it many more times. I loved it. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to leave you with two quick recommendations. Um, the second season of NBC sitcom Keenan, fronted by uh, 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 Keenan Thompson, had mm. a special Christmas episode that aired on Wednesday. Of course, one of the co-stars of that show is Broadway's own Taylor Louderman. Um, and she got to go off and show off her, some of her belting skills in a clip on, uh, on that show. So we will have that in there. Um, and, but then the best one is, um, despite my feelings for, uh, um, Tom Kitt. Oh, your favorite. Yeah. He released a music video, um, off of his new album, Reflect on Thursday. That was sung by Brian Darcy James. It is a song called <sighs> She Has Hope, and it is honoring victims of ALS and specifically the great and the good Rebecca Luker, mm-hmm. um, who died earlier um, during the pandemic last year, actually. Lord, yeah. So um, definitely watch that. Um, Brian Darcy James. Uh, is always the best and yeah. um, uh, just bring a tear to your eye and um, you know always a good time at the end of the year if you're trying to get some sort of tax write-offs to um, <laughs> to donate to Project ALS for sure yeah alright everybody that's all that we have for today thanks for listening to Today on Broadway follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram don't forget to head over to patreon.com slash broadway radio to get all of the stuff that we're going to be bringing to you over the next two weeks if you don't hear from us live we wish you the happiest of holidays alright Ashley where can people send their best holiday wishes to you on social media you can talk to me on Twitter and Instagram I know this is Ashley alright everybody have a wonderful holiday no matter what you celebrate or have already celebrated we are wishing you the best to the end of 2021 and an even happier and more prosperous and COVID-free 2022.